always, thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support I've been getting with with the live streams, with the interviews. You know, if you haven't checked them out yet, definitely go check them out. I have a dope conversation with Fresno State wrestler Mattel Morales. Did a, a live stream with Stephen Gillespie over there at uh, All Aspect Sports, Couch Coach Live, Chris LeBron, Mo. Uh, we did a reaction to an NFL Top 100, which was a lot of fun. Stephen Gillespie is unofficially the president of the Ryan Tannehill Fan Club. Um, that was definitely a lot of fun to do. Definitely go check those out. If you're a Washington fan, go check out my last episode. I talked about Darius Geis and his arrest and release. A lot that can happen from that. You know, a lot of branches can, can come from that. So we'll see what's going on there. But my, the thing I want to talk about today, I'm a little late on it. Um, but still it definitely is a big deal. Not only to me, um, but to the football world in general is Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his investment group just bought the XFL. Now, I have never been as excited for the XFL as I am right now. But even more importantly, I have never been more hopeful for the XFL as I am right now. And I'll tell you why. The first time the XFL came, I was a kid. I don't remember exactly how old I was, but I was a kid and I didn't didn't understand the talent level of the XFL. To me, it was more football. That's all it was to me. It was more exciting football at that. Had a WWE atmosphere. And at the time I was big, I was a big WWE fan. I, My favorite wrestler was The Rock. Still is The Rock to this day. You know, I've been smelling what he was cooking since, the, since 2000. So to me, the XFL was honestly, you know, like I said, it was just more exciting football. It was more football, more exciting football. I liked at the time the uh, the the instead of the kickoff they had basically two people run. I think they were on the both side. They were on, either on both sides of the the same field or one was on one goal line and one was on the other. I can't remember. It was one of those though. And they, they ran to the ball. The ball was at the 50 yard line and they just did a full on sprint and died for the ball. And whoever got it, that's the team that took over. That's the team that started the game with the ball. So after that one season. You know, it, it flopped, they they discontinued it. And then here we are, you know, almost 20 years later, they they revived it, they did it again. You know, they learned a lot from the first time and they brought a lot more into it this time that was now that I am much older and actually understand the, the talent level, the talent disparity between the NFL and pretty much any other professional football team that has ever tried to come and and exist made me appreciate football so much more because one obviously the talent level isn't what it is in the nfl it's the nfl that's where the the top of the top go that's where the best the best athletes in the world that's where they play so to, if anybody thought that the XFL was going to be a rival to the NFL, you, you don't know football and you don't know talent and you don't know where the talent goes, but they did keep it a lot closer to traditional, to the NFL and to, to, to traditional football. This time they had a, a, a lot of key differences and a lot of key differences that I think that eventually the NFL will, will take. And instead of, you know, an onside kick, they did 
you know, one play, fourth and 15. And if you convert, you keep the ball. If you don't, uh, obviously the other team gets it. I think that's a great idea. I think it would make for much more exciting games. I like their point structure that they had that re realistically a nine point deficit was a one possession game. Cause I think you could, you scored a touchdown six points and then you could do three. You had three options from different points in the field that it was a one point conversion, two point conversion and a three point conversion. So, so literally nine point, if you're down nine, it's a one possession game. And it made the game so much more exciting. But but the reason I'm so excited for, for it right now is that Dwayne Johnson and his investment group have just bought it for $15 million. And I know $15 million is a lot. But the fact that he just bought a league for $15 million that was projected to make over $64 million had it played an entire season, had it not been... Um, cut short by the coronavirus it's it's a steal let's call it what it is it is a steal and the fact that, that that's not even the most surprising aspect the most surprising thing is that his bid was the only qualifying bid there was one other bid but i don't know what it was and i don't know why it didn't consider it wasn't considered a qualifying bid but yeah the 15 million dollar bid by by the rock and his investment group which oddly enough I know this has nothing to do with anything, but the investment group that he's associated with is led by his ex-wife. Well, that was weird. I, I could not imagine being in business with my ex-wife, but that's neither here nor there. So they bought it for 15 million, the only qualifying offer. Because back in May, um, and <laughs> what they're paying for the league is less money than what Vince McMahon invested in into it um, back in, I think it was May, by a lot, by a lot. Vince McMahon invested $200 million into this league back in May. And then soon after that filed for chapter, chapter 11 bankruptcy. For those of you who are not good at quick math like me, um, I just did the math while well, I tried to do the math and I got my head started hurting. He bought the team for less than 10% of what Vince McMahon put into the organization, into the franchise back in May. But all in all, this is a great move for everybody involved. The Rock, his investment group, who owns, I think the number it said was like $4 billion in assets, which is an astronomical amount. Uh, to own and for us fans honestly because right now it's not like the first time the xfl came and it was brand new and they didn't know what they were doing and they tried something and it failed it's not even like the second time where they were going to try something 20 years later after they tried it after they tried it the first time took a little bit of it with what they learned from the first time and again a 20 year difference a lot changed what, what The Rock just bought was for the most part an already established business. And I know it was only, they played half a season. You know, the the, the week, week one numbers were, were very good. They were competing with, you know, primetime NBA games and they were beating them. They were on Fox and, and FS1 and they had a couple on ESPN. Uh, the numbers did go down after week one, obviously, because week one was just all the hype 
you know, being here, living so close to Seattle, it was all about Seattle Dragons over here, and Jim Zorn was the coach. They were playing in, in the link, so it was it was a lot of excitement, a lot of stuff that was going into it. Obviously, it was promoted great greatly. Um, so it was it was on its way to be a success. Um, you had P.J. Walker took the league by storm. He had his Houston Roughnecks sitting at I think five and zero before the league um, suspended the season and discontinued. He was he was pretty much the, the MVP of the league. He has been signed by the, the Carolina Panthers. So it was a legit stepping stone to the NFL for guys who otherwise wouldn't even have been looked at. He wouldn't have gotten a chance to play in the NFL, especially on the Panthers sitting behind, you know, at the time, Cam Newton and now Ted, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. So it gave guys like him a chance to be seen to one to be seen to show what they can do but also to learn and progress and get better. You had one player from St. Louis who played at the University of West Virginia, I think was dismissed from the team, was not eligible for the draft, for the NFL draft. So he went and played one year in the XFL, met the eligibility to be drafted, entered the draft and was drafted. I forget which round, but he was drafted into the NFL in this past uh, 2020 draft. So it has, it has its success stories, it, it does. Obviously, not every player was going to make it. You had people like um, Cardell Jones was was the quarterback of of DC, who obviously he his talent just isn't there for the NFL. He has a strong arm, but really that's it. But the Rock has a chance to really build on something that was that has a good foundation. We know what the XFL is. It already has rules set in place. You're, you're not building from scratch. You're you're paying a relatively cheap price for something that was well on its way to be successful in my opinion. And that that's that's just my opinion. Again, they were they were supposed to make $64 million this year. It was proven somewhat to be a stepping stone to the NFL to get signed to a team. And it, it was good football. It wasn't the best football. It wasn't top quality football, obviously, because that's all in the NFL. But it wasn't competing with the NFL. And that was the biggest thing to me. That was my biggest takeaway from it is I really truly felt like that this time around the XFL was not trying to compete with the NFL because that is a dumb thing to do so honestly the rock can take his time build from what's already been laid down in the foundation and really make this thing work because outside of the coronavirus pandemic this league was going to be successful it was going to make money it was going to be something to watch on Saturdays and Sundays after the Super Bowl. And I don't care who you are. If you are a football fan and you love football as much as I do, that was good enough. Because it, it honestly was good enough for me. And the talent was not what it is in the NFL. That's obvious. I didn't go into this, this league thinking that it was going to be the same talent level as the NFL. But they still had had NFL caliber players. The players that they had were right on that bubble that were on the cusp of making the 53-man squad in the NFL. Or they were 53-man squad material, but injuries, you know, affected that. I am very excited to see what happens with this league, with what The Rock does with it, how long it's going to take him to roll out another season of the XFL. 
if the teams are going to stay the same, if he's going to try to expand, because I think there were a few cities that probably could have had an XFL team. I'm looking at you, Columbus, Ohio. I, I've said, I don't understand. I mean, I understand why Columbus doesn't have, you know, even a, a, an NFL team. But if you give those people in Ohio, especially in Columbus, a football team to root for, an NFL team to root for, they will show up. I guarantee it. If Ohio State can get 110,000 people in the shoe to watch a freaking spring game, the Scarlet and Gray game brought 110,000 people one time. You're telling me that if you build a successful football team in Columbus, Ohio, that they're not going to show up for their team? That they're not going to root for them? That they're not... I mean, Ohio State is essentially a... Uh, an NFL team in its own right with the way the players have been drafted lately. They, they've been producing the best players. I can't argue with that. But you're telling me if you build a successful NFL team in Columbus, Ohio, those people aren't going to show up? Yes, they will. Put an XFL team out there, they will show up. There's two things that people in Columbus love. It is football and it is their Buckeyes. You give those on the cusp Buckeyes who don't get drafted, who don't get signed, you, you at that point you have your pick at what players you want if you're an XFL team. You tell me you're not gonna go for those guys in Columbus who went to school right down the street? There's your ticket sales right there. It would be immensely successful. And I know somebody's going to take my idea. And whoever does, I want you to mark it down. Right now it is 9.27 p.m. on a Friday night on August 7, 2020. I am saying right now that Columbus, Ohio needs at the very least an XFL team. At the very least an XFL team. And when whoever puts that XFL team in Columbus, I want to cut. Just give me 10% stake in ownership. That's all I want. 10%. I just want to say that I own a football team. That's it. That's all I want. Do that for me. Hey, the team is yours. The name is yours. You make all the decisions. Just help me make money. And I just want to say I own a football team. I don't think it's too much to ask for. But anyways, that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I appreciate the support and the love. Go check out my guys, Chris LeBron, over at Off The Ball Podcast. You already know Mo Murphy, Up In Flames, Jeff Hunt, Jeff Needs Help Podcast. Those are the head honchos of the new network that I am a part of, that I'm so grateful to be a part of. Chris LeBron is, is the president. He's the head honcho. Off The Ball Podcast is now Off The Ball Network. The podcast is still there, but now we're a network, and it's dope. Mo Murphy is the VP along with Jeff Hunt. Hey, that means a lot to me that the guy who I convinced to to start his own podcast, he was my first guest as the you loyal listener, my wife already knows he was my very first guest right here in my office. And now he's the VP of a brand new sports podcast network that I'm again grateful to be a part of. Chris Powell over at Coach Couch Live, he's a part of it as well. Go check us out. It's going to be dope. It's going to be fun. A lot of great content about to be put out. 
If you're not already following me, follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Football and Chill Podcast. I'm over on Twitter, FNC Pod. If you follow me on YouTube, thank you. If you don't, head over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Go check out the two or three shows I have on there right now. Go like those. We're doing big things over here at Off The Ball Network. Um, be on the lookout for this weekend for, for some big announcements. Thank you so much for listening, guys.